Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Dom Giordano on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Way back when we started reading, writing, and reason, our weekly podcast now radio show heard at 4 o'clock this Saturday. At least that's the starting time that we have here. I think it was the second show, Dan, that we had Dr. Peter W. Wood on because there was a surge out there about the 1619 Project. And the 1619 Project, the uh, woman who wrote it and has had such widespread, uh, sadly, damaging appeal... I saw a piece the other day talking about this whole thing we hear on college campuses. We've heard post the attack on October 7th, which is colonize, decolonization, Israel, colonizers. All right. It's all part of this uh, genre. It's all part of something we really haven't been on top of until this happened. Dr. Wood wrote a piece recently. He's the head of the National Association of Scholars. The presidents, meaning the three Ivy League presidents, and academic freedom. What are the boundaries of free speech? Uh, Big college is fighting back. Harvard, MIT saying, nope, we are not giving up on this. We don't care what you do. Let's go to Dr. Peter W. Wood, author of the 1620 Project which refutes a lot of the, well, the 1619 Project's main thesis. Let's go to uh, Dr. Wood. Uh, Peter Wood, welcome back, doctor. Thank you for joining us again. It's been a while. Well, thank you. It's uh, good to hear from you again. Well, uh, give me uh, what you think is going on here. Penn says, no, we're going to take care of McGill. She resigns. Harvard toughs it out, makes a big spectacle of it, even with plagiarism as part of this, and MIT, lesser light, they're also going to stick with the president. What's happened here? Well, um, what's happening is that the the woke narrative is beginning to fall apart, uh, at least in the eyes of the broader American public. The, uh, the woke establishment, which is perfected on place, college campuses like Harvard, uh, is going to fight. They're they're fighting like Hamas. They're going down into their tunnels and are going to tough it out there if they can. The question is whether Americans have enough stamina to to go in and root them out. Um, It sure doesn't look like the Harvard board is any kind of uh, friend of the American Republic. It took one look at uh, uh, President Claudine Gay's uh, determination to would side with the Hamasian demonstrators and said, well, that's okay with us. Um, There's a lot of double talk going on about how the 
universities are sticking by their commitment to academic freedom and free speech. Now, that's really worth a, a good hard laugh because these are institutions that have been trampling on academic freedom for decades now, and Claudine Gay in particular has been a, uh, a champion of the efforts to stamp out anybody expressing opinions that she disagrees with. She just won't take any action against those people who are expressing opinions that apparently she does agree with. But we don't know this for sure because she's, as I said, engaged in a kind of double talk. She now says that she finds the support for Hamas's terrorism abhorrent, that's her word for it, but not so abhorrent that she's willing to draw any lines around uh, what can or should be said on a college campus devoted to, in principle, uh, the pursuit of truth. Uh, Harvard's motto, after all, is veritas, truth. And we're, we're not seeing much of that. Now, you mentioned her plagiarism, which is, uh, I guess, at some level, a different story. That is, it's the story of academic dishonesty, uh, which apparently goes back to the very beginning of her career. She plagiarized parts of her uh, doctoral dissertation at Harvard. And then over the years since then, she's published, I think it's a total of 11 articles, and uh, various researchers have now started coming through them. And it appears that many of them, maybe all of them, are rife with plagiarism as well. Well, plagiarism is sort of the capital crime of the academy. Uh, Harvard last year kicked out something like 22 students for committing plagiarism on papers in their courses. But here you have the president of the institution who's a serial plagiarist, and the board of Harvard takes a look at that and says, eh, no biggie, and uh, that's where that goes. Now, I think these things are tied together. It's because uh, Claudine Gay uh, is the epitome of the the woke college president. She stands for uh, her version of social justice, which means uh, reaching out in every possible direction to denounce what she calls uh, white supremacy. So she was early on a supporter of the movement to defund the police and go after police brutality. She sees systemic racism uh, just about everywhere. She wants to rename buildings, tear down statues. She's a uh, great promoter of the forms of uh, uh, promotion that uh, favor uh, blacks and other minorities um, who may not have the same qualifications as other candidates, but no matter, we need to make up for centuries of white supremacy by uh, pre presenting a form of discrimination that favors blacks and minorities. So uh, the whole ball of wax that makes up a wokeness in American life uh, is something that she champions. And given that uh, her faculty has risen up, there are about 700 faculty members, that's more than half of the Harvard faculty have uh, come out with a statement supporting her. So we're dealing here with the division between the academy and uh, the American people. I don't think the American people are generally in favor of the kinds of things that she's doing. Um, she has problems on her hands, not just the uh, testimony that she gave to the House Committee on 
education and the workforce, but the release uh, in June of this year of the Supreme Court decision in Students for Fair Admission against Harvard, which sort of cut her off at the knees as to what the college could do by way of racial preferences in admissions, racial preferences for faculty hiring and promotion and for hiring staff and for developing programs, mm-hmm. were probably going to come under pretty harsh scrutiny as well in the months and years to come. If Harvard had any sense of that, they would be uh, rushing away from Claudine Gay as their president. She's clearly not the right person to lead Harvard into an era in which racial preferences are put to rest. We're talking with uh, uh, Dr. We're talking with Dr. Peter W. Wood. Uh, Dr. Wood, too, when we had you on originally, the 1620 project, it all came back to me looking at the the 1619 project, which has soared to levels that are still unbelievable. You did your best Hmm. by putting the truth out there. And post what happened on October 7th in Israel, I wasn't quite paying attention to this. I'm sure that you were. And we found courses here at Penn and other places around the colonization, decolonization, and how Israel is lumped in there as maybe the ultimate colonizer. And that's where any means necessary comes up as far as Hamas and what they did. Yes. um, Well, colonialism is one of the great bugbears of the uh, uh, radical left in America. And uh, they use that term in context that it really doesn't make any sense. Uh, Israel, I think we know pretty well, not just from the Bible, but from archaeology, uh, was in that part of the world uh, for at least, uh, what are we up to, about 4,000 years ago, maybe a little longer than that, um, and stayed there until the uh, Roman Empire disrupted it and created the diaspora of the Jewish people, but Jews have never completely left the Holy Land, and now we're being told that uh, people returning to their ancestral homeland is a form of colonization. Well, uh, if we're going to use colonization as a term that loosely, clearly the Arab presence in Palestine is a form of colonization, too. They came in and colonized what had been Jewish land for thousands of years. And now they're claiming it as their own, and as Jews return and gain sovereignty over their ancestral homeland, that becomes, uh, for them, this uh, terrible sin of colonization. Um, There's a wordplay involved in that, but it's worse than wordplay, because by calling it colonization, they they authorize their versions of revolutionary violence. And when, when Hamas broke out of the Gaza territory to murder some 1,200 people in gruesome ways. Uh, this was presented as a an effort to decolonize uh, Israel or Palestine. Uh, it's a interesting echo of the 1619 project yes. because we are we're seeing in the 1619 project uh, an attack on colonization as well, um, and the uh, you know the 1619 Project presents an account of America as an oppressive place that stole Native lands and and enslaved uh, Black Africans and became a 
uh, a Lexus by which the uh, a nexus by which the power of European derived individuals was exerted unlawfully, illegally, immorally over everyone else. It's pretty much the same narrative that um, Hamas is presenting for its behavior in the um, the Middle East. Uh, we shouldn't forget that the 1619 project launched the summer of rioting after the death of George Floyd in police custody up in Minneapolis. So um, there is a, a real symmetry here. You you promote this idea of uh, revolutionary rejection of uh, the oppression of uh, the settlers, and you get a summer of rioting in the United States while you get a, a war in Israel. Absolutely. Um, Dr. Wood, thank you so much. Thanks for your work. Where is a 1620 project available? Oh, it's available on Amazon and, and most other places. Uh, every time uh, Nicole Hannah-Jones sells a copy of her 1619 book, I sell one of mine. So I guess I can be thankful for that. Absolutely. Thank you, doctor. To be continued. All right. Bye-bye. Dr. Peter W. Wood, uh, 1620 Project. I think he summarized it brilliantly, what's going on here. Now, will Harvard get away with it? Well, uh, Dan, she's on on Thursday, and a real firecracker, uh, Representative Virginia Fox heads up the House Education Committee. She's coming on because now there's going to be a full investigation down tooth and nail to colleges across the country that Republicans are involved in. So this is a lie. You're not going to have a moment like uh, Stefanik had all the time. And then Saturday Night Live moment reinforcing it. It's a big battle. And they got a lot of money. They are they certainly can continue to have a lot of people go there. But college is so tarnished now. That. There's an effect on the whole enterprise. At least that's the way I see it. All right, coming up, after Dom's money melting in a second, I just saw this, and it's uh, something just breaking, that Big Pharma, CVS, Kroger, Rite Aid, 60,000 locations, and in many, they're willing to release your medical information to the police or others without a warrant. What? you think you need a warrant on that, no matter what the police say? I'm as pro-cop as anybody, but there's no way that your medical information from a pharmacy should be released without a warrant. At least with a warrant, there is some degree of scrutiny of this. I'll tell you about that, but right now, let's do... Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's the Money Melody. 
All right, great prize today for the holidays. Today you'll win a Holiday Digital Movie Classics Bundle, A Christmas Story, The Polar Express, and National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Okay, Dan, what's your backstory today? Dom, today we're asking for people or something or anything associated with fire or firefighters. And back in 2018, the Wolsey Fire wrecked havoc on California and Los Angeles. And this uh, person, this reality star, took to Twitter to thank the firefighters. So a little tie into the side question there. But Dom, today we're playing a cover song of a Christmas song, and we want to know who it is singing the cover song. Again, it's a reality star, but that's all I want to include. Take a listen. Dashing through the snow on a one-horse open sleigh or the fields we go I should say that she uh, thanked those firefighters of the Woolsey Fire because uh, they were actually in her neighborhood uh, saving uh, some houses because he got so close to her home. So a little mm. clue in itself as well. Let's hear a little bit more. All the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Yeah, I'm not sure. I thought I knew who did the thanking, but now this is another person to add to it. All right, identify that singer, and we're sending you this great holiday bundle. That's right, every day at about 2.13, Dom's Money Melody, Dan cooks up something. Uh, this is a reality show star thanking, she thanked firefighters. That's the tie-in today's fire side question. Let's hear it and identify the artist. Dashing through the snow on a one-horse open sleigh or the fields we go. All right, let's see if Frank in the Northeast can identify the singer. Hey, Frank, good afternoon. Who's the singer? Hey, Dom. They also got a lunch truck for the firefighter, Mrs. LeBron James. Mrs. James. Ah, no. I don't want to say who I thought it was because I don't know that that singing would be involved. Well, wait a minute. Yes, I do. I better not say it. Let's go to uh, Harry in Philadelphia. Harry, who is it? Harry. Are you there? All right, Lou, Lou in Mount Laurel. Lou, who is it? Uh, is it Courtney Love? No, I don't. Uh-oh. Well, maybe she's done a reality Is Barbara going to get it? Barbara and Ben next, but I'm going to include one more clue. She yes. is the matriarch of a very, very famous family. That's who I thought it was. All right, yes. Uh, Barbara and Ben Salem. Barbara, who is it? Hi, uh, Rosemary Clooney? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, guess Rosemary it. Clooney's yeah. around. I don't know. She would be 2016, you said. All right, I'll give a quote. I uh, happen to think part of that family has one of the, you know, most attractive women in the world. Yes. Yes. You've often uh, said, that. said that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I know I get ridiculed for it, but that's okay. Uh, open, open uh, right now. Open season. 855-839-1210. Yeah, 855-839-1210. We'll give you one more shot at getting this. In other words, a very uh, wealthy neighborhood. You got to have a house of four or five, ten million dollars there, right? And um, this person, uh, what, what the family went out of their way, I think, to thank the firefighters who protected it. Uh, we do have another caller. All right, uh, James. Hey, James, who is it? It's 
Kim Kardashian. Chris Jenner. Chris Jenner. Yes, it is. Yay. Nicely played. So before we give you the price, how do you feel about Kim Kardashian? <laughs> I I think they brought a lot of economics to our country. <laughs> Nicely played. Very political answer. Nicely Politics played. Answer. All right. We're going to make you uh, ambassador to Belgium. All right. Put him on hold. James is the winner. Thank you, James. Nicely played. Enjoy the uh, Christmas bundle. All right. We got the side question going on. I thought it was Kim for the moment. That's why I didn't say anything. I knew that they did it. Yeah. By the way, Dan, you know, people don't realize we do a lot of research, a lot of talking back, you and I, but listeners find something. So um, Urban Conservative wrote me yesterday that I was talking about the Philly schools, et cetera, how bad it is. And he said, um, when you mentioned that, how about this Philadelphia Middle School? The school starts at 8 a.m., meaning that's the time you have to be there. That's the start time, Dan, 8 a.m. Yet, up until 8.10, if you show up late, you're still eligible for a raffle contest with multiple winners every day. You don't have to buy anything or contribute. Your name goes into the hat, even if you're late. So apparently you could be 10 minutes late and still win the raffle contest. Should we like keep our side question open till 4 p.m.? Yeah, what's you know, that? They can get into the hat late. What's that? Well, you know, keep the side answer. Oh, I get your point. Yeah, yeah. So it doesn't matter I have the time. name of the school from him. I don't want to say anything till I ask them and check what it out. Ridiculous My, notion. I mean, it's a Philadelphia school. So don't you think the kid, Dan, that's there at 758, 755, whatever, maybe they ought to get to throw into the hat their name 10 times. And the kid who shows up, I made it. I'm on time for the raffle. Yeah. What a lesson in life. I made it, you know. Oh, my God. Can you have any more? I'm sure their rationale is, well, at least the kid will come to school, even though they're late. They'll make it for the raffle contest for the late arrivers. Why not give them an incentive? How about a prize if you're the late ones and the kids that show up on time? Ah, well, they showed up anyhow. Ah. What an outfit. All right, here's, here's the thing that I just saw. The nation's largest pharmacy chains have been handing over America's prescription records to police and government investigators without a warrant. That's what a congressional investigation has found. Uh, so that CVS Health, Kroger, Rite Aid combined 60,000 locations nationwide, said they allow pharmacy staff members to hand over customers' medical records in the store. The members have been investigating, now this is on the left, has been investigating this after the Dobbs decision. Now, why it's just connected to abortion, I don't know. Now, the revelation could shape the debate over Americans' expectation of privacy. Uh, the Inquirer says, is as there is a move to criminalize abortion and drugs related to reproductive health. I don't care that the left is on this side. There's no way. A pharmacy should be giving over those records to the police without a warrant. Now, Dan, on these, you've been taking the other side a little bit. Are you on my side on this yeah, one? Yeah, I'm on your side. Oh, okay. Yeah, 100%. I mean, these are medical records we're talking about. And, and again, right. like, who's determining who gets investigated and who gets what records? Right. It's, yeah, 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 even on the abortion thing. Look, the last thing, the last thing that I want to be doing, and I hope people, look, I know what's going on in Texas, back and forth with this attorney general. The last thing we want to have Republicans connected to 
is this idea of criminalizing this. We're going to go after yeah. people. We're going to be getting medical. We, we already are seeing, I'm seeing various articles I've been talking about the last month or so that are saying maybe abortion in the 2024 election is not going to be the silver bullet, so to speak, that it was in the more localized elections. I mean, look at what happened even out in Bucks County. Abortion playing a role there on the scoreboard race, which has nothing to do with anything in um, Bucks County in the Central Bucks School District. We don't want to extend this. So I'm sure the lefties, some of these people that expose this, they're looking to try to extend this notion into the idea of Republicans are going to come, they're going to figure out you're taking or you took some abortion uh, concoction by mail that you got, whatever, goes through the pharmacy. We got your medical records here. That's the last thing. But on the broader thing, you got to have a warrant in a situation like this. At least that indicates that it went before a judge. There was some kind of argument over this. Once you get away with this. Now, tomorrow, we're having on Jeff Andrew. I think, is it one thirty, Dan? Do you remember of Andrew time? Yeah, one thirty. He's a no on these um, revisions and reenacting this uh, 720 intelligence edict that we talked to Brian Fitzpatrick about because he doesn't think the protections are there for the privacy of the average American. I don't either. And on this with the warrant, a lack of warrant, 60,000 locations. Now, we, we got to get back to them. Your medical records are some of the most private things possible. And again, because of a technologically advanced age, there's all kinds of opportunities with this stuff. I don't know what people would be concerned about in any way or who wants it or how the police are involved. But again, if it's that important, you get a warrant. And even at that level, I I think there ought to be some other expectations. I think... uh, awareness of this. I think you ought to have a chance to make the case why there shouldn't be any look-see. It's your medical records there. How are these companies all signing off and they're putting it down to the far? Have you ever been to the average pharmacy? These people are running all over the place. The one I have to go to that there's so much demand, so many people online, so many different things going on. How in the world are they making? Oh, yeah, give that Borowski. Here, here. Here's the Borowski. Oh, man, he's taking that. Oh, my God. What the heck is up with that? No, you don't want people willy nilly, police or otherwise, getting your medical records. 855 839 1210. All right, let's go to uh, one of our top eight, the Elite Eight. Who's uh, Leslie playing today, Dan, after the show? Uh, she's got, let me pull up the results right now. Uh, oh, yeah. She's got Gary in Newtown, first off. Okay. Um, so we have it up there now. Uh, go vote, Dom Show 1210, part of our 2023 Caller of the Year competition. It's up there. It says, Aloha. It's our second match for the 2023 Dom Show Caller of the Year. The Hawaii-loving tweeter extraordinaire, Leslie and Bryn Mawr, or the comical Gary in Newtown, who showed up as Robert Peters, a.k.a. Joe Biden to <laughs> Mulligans, and Anna at Dom Show 12, and you can see a picture oh, of Gary in Newtown playing Robert stuff. Peters there. All but the way yeah. to the shore in that suit. Yeah. Uh, right now, Leslie's winning the vote. 53% of the vote goes towards Leslie, while 47 heading towards Gary. A close, close matchup we have here. All right, let's go to Leslie and Bryn Mar. Aloha, Leslie. Hi. Aloha. So I think I have to do a little campaigning. I think you do. 
You're, you're especially on Twitter, the Fisherpine Twitter. It's a very uh, active, and um, our, our tweet crew seems to, you know, really like you. You'll get a lot of retweets and such. So, you know, start that yeah, campaign. Yeah, I do, and I love that. And, I, you know, I try to think outside of the box, as you often recommend, and uh, I think that helps inspire some other people with their answers. But um, Can we kind of up and just give a little bit more credit to Leslie, uh, a little more arguing tactic? There was only well, wait, one wait, caller. Wait. There's only one caller that went on that Italy trip and seemed to lead every single tour. You know. <laughs> well, well, I, was just I, I might say, say I might I'm, say I'm with yelling, mixed I'm results. I'm the only caller that. that called yes. from Florence and settled with Lorenzo being on the line. The spaghetti gravy or the sauce gravy argument. That, so, that, that is yeah, exactly yeah. true. <laughs> so there's that. So um, anyway, I hope folks vote for me. I would love it. It's kind of fun. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, I, I, my answer for today um, is inspired by my nephew, who became a volunteer fireman and is currently a volunteer fireman. Um, in he watched the movie Backdraft so many times, everybody in the family could recite the lines to the movie, but he often at a family dinner till this day is called out for a turkey fryer fire. Oh boy. That's, yeah, <laughs> you you know, it, it, yeah, the turkey fryer yeah. fire. I'm not a big fan of the fried turkey uh, situation. Oh, it tastes so good though. Oh, that's one of it's it. really good. It but is that, good, but, but they're that's, dangerous. That's one of the reasons. Leslie, vote early, <laughs> vote often. Yep. Right. Fish pine, baby. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Leslie. All right. We almost have the finale, right, too, with Bruce and uh, Robert and Ben Sam. Yeah, regrettably, I said it for after the show. There's one hour left in that voting. Bruce okay. in the Northeast, 64% to Robert's 36%. Robert's making some kind of a push here during the Dom show, but at Dom show 1210 to vote between those two as well. All right. 855-839-1210. Now, you know, this investigation, again, you got people on the left. I'm glad it's coming out, though, because if it came out later, you know, during the campaign, when we really get in the heat of the presidential, oh, look at what's going on here. They're using your medical records coming off the Dobbs decision without a warrant. No, no, no. That's a big no. Penn is named an interim president. He's the head of their medical, the Penn Medical Operations. And uh, he heads up the revenue leader at Penn. billion a year. Penn's total revenue, to give you an idea of how big this outfit is, $14.4 billion last year they brought in. $14.4 billion. I think Penn is the biggest employer in the city other than the city of Philadelphia government. I think it was approximately 17,000 people at one point at Penn. Yet Penn... Has uh, I wonder now if um, the people at Penn feel at all, well, we shouldn't have capitulated. The reason they don't probably is there was nothing there for McGill. She didn't have a strong bed of support. Whereas at Harvard, we're seeing them say, hell no, we're not giving in on this, despite the plagiarism that we just heard about. And Trump has released his digital trading cards. The mugshot edition. I don't know. I'm just looking at one picture. I don't know how many variants you can get. Will that be a uh, stocking stuffer? Dan, I don't think we've done uh, stocking stuffers 
as a side question, maybe closer to the holiday. I remember there was a controversy one year in talk radio. This mom called in and wanted to know if putting condoms in her 17 or 18-year-old son stocking as a stocking stuffer was appropriate. <laughs> How do you rule on that one? I think it's appropriate. There Back to go. safe sex, right? <laughs> yeah. Teaching great lessons. Oh, yeah, great lessons. Merry yeah. Christmas, son. Merry Christmas. Go uh, do yeah, it. Yeah, now, yeah. yes. Uh, All right. Um, let's go to uh, Gary in Newtown. Gary is up against big competition. Welcome in, Gary. What's your side first? Let's get, get that out of the way. Uh, my, 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 my side is the fire stick, which is equivalent to the guy in your neighborhood growing up who used to sell it, run the numbers. It's that, you know, if you've got a fire stick, Dan will know more than, yeah. I hate to say it, than you. But you can get a fire stick and you get all the channels for free. Oh, okay. Uh, Dan's never talked to me about that. Sounds yeah, well, very Amazon Fire, You can do the Roku. You can do yeah, the, uh, yes, yeah, uh, the Google yeah, stick. There's yeah. a couple of them. In Port Richmond, there was no fire but stick you can, But, well, years ago, you could get the fire stick and get all the pay-per-view channels. You just had to pay the guy who delivered it to you. Yeah, it was like an unlock <laughs> kind of thing. Okay. All right. right, exactly. That's an interesting kind of way. Now, uh, make your pitch. You're against Leslie Bishopine here. Why, Gary? I love Leslie. I'm not against her. I'm up against. I'm. I'm going to have to win against her. I love her. She's a great caller. Oh, that's not fair. Like, come yeah, on, come on. Now. More what heat. Is, Give us more fire. fire. Gonna, no, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Wait a minute. Leslie is a threat what? to democracy. Try that one. <laughs> She's not a threat to the mob. She's a, a, she's a threat to the Democratic Republic. How's that? <laughs> okay. Currently sitting 66.7% in favor of Leslie, 33.3% oh, in favor of Gary. Uh, Dom oh, Show 1210 on 10 Twitter. Point, 10 points in five minutes. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. It's a mail-in ballot coming in. Two That's things. what it is. Yeah. Two things. One, I created a whole segment, and Dan will remember. I called in. I forget the side question of the day that day. But you were talking about how many people under the age of 30 were unemployed or choose not to go to work. I then called the show. I gave Dan the author of the book. He called the author of the book, and the whole next segment was about that. And he got an interview. I remember that. that. It was very good, yes. And then most important, this goes right to you, Dan. I hope that you took my advice with your wife, Maisie. And you save tens and tens of thousands of dollars and are putting whatever you were going to put as a deposit down to get the mortgage on your first payment. I have to say, Gary Newtown did actually encourage yes. us to take a smaller down payment and do exactly what he's saying. Knock some years off the end of the uh, mortgage. And, uh, yeah, so thanks, Gary. And, and one more thing for you. Up on uh, uh, Twitter.com slash uh, DomShow1210, we have you as uh, Mr. Peters there on uh, Mulligan's, a picture of you. Uh, it's a great time. Uh, yeah. I, was, I, keep waiting, I keep waiting to bring Mr. Peters back because – I, I, I told my wife I was going to show up at a, at a Phillies game, and she said, if you show up at a Phillies game, I'm not going. <laughs> well, we will do it again as soon as Johnny rings the bell for us at Mulligan's, the summer White House. All right, there you go. Leslie and uh, Gary of Newtown. All right, 855-839-1210, you get on board. So this uh, this medical records thing, the, the thing I see about it is that it is a troubling thing at best. But then it plays into the hands around the abortion issue, as that's where they seem to be going with it. CBS says more than 40,000 pharmacists, 10,000 stores 
It says it received a single-digit number of each consumer request last year, the letter states. Uh, They said in a statement it's compliant with HIPAA. Its pharmacy teams are trained on how to appropriately respond to lawful requests. We have suggested a warrant or judge-issued subpoena requirement be considered. We look forward to working to strengthen that. Well, why don't they do it now, though? I mean, what's the big deal? If the police really need these records... I can't imagine a scenario where they wouldn't be able to get a warrant and it wouldn't take forever to do that. Is that just uh, me being technical on it? No. At least it's some safeguard here, even on the issue of abortion. I mean, it's it's not, well, if you're in Texas, it's the law. They want to know. Man, if we start heading down this, trying to criminalize this, Anytime during this election cycle, this issue is going to be back on the front burner. That's where we're going to go with it. Right now, I'm seeing signs, and I think Trump has handled it certainly better than DeSantis. I mean, I want DeSantis to be the backup choice. Oh, I didn't play it, Dan. I don't see it on here. I'll just summarize it. Steve Ducey today, who is incredibly annoying to me on Fox and Friends. I tell you about that often, Dan. He's trying to make the case, well, why can't Nikki Haley run as a third-party candidate to siphon votes off from Trump? You have it? Yep. Here's uh, here's Ducey on Fox and Friends. I was thinking this morning driving in, I was thinking, given the fact that Trump is so far ahead uh, on the Republican side for the primary, uh, and given the poll we talked about yesterday where Nikki Haley actually trounces in a landslide Joe Biden by, what, 17 points, Mm -hmm. wouldn't it be interesting if... Donald Trump becomes the nominee. Nikki Haley runs as a third party because then, you know, she, no labels, has said they want a Republican to be the presidential nominee. But can you imagine Nikki Nikki Haley versus Donald Trump and Joe Biden? It would never happen. She's a true Republican. She would never go against the party. She'd wait wait in the wings till it's her turn. If she wants to stop him. You never know. And by the way, I know what Ainsley's thinking. I should have won solid tie. You guys look great. I damn it. You look quickly, Brian. Just change the Yeah, that's why I wanted to play. I was going to compliment you. You You know what? I really like this. I was thinking, no. You stand out. You stand out. You're the only. I don't know it as a fact, but I could tell Kilmeade saying, thank God I do the radio show. I get to talk for three. I don't have to deal with Deucey. It's bad. I just don't get. I was thinking on my way in today. Yeah. Let's screw this up. Nikki Haley will do this. And then that way, does he really believe that poll that she is 17 points ahead of Biden in the most recent poll? If we just put Nikki Haley in there, it's a winner. I still maintain, are the Trump people, particularly the real base of top 20 supporters of Trump, are they going to show up and vote for Nikki Haley? No way. I'm not saying it. How do you raise such a great son? Like Pete's amazing. Yes, he is. How did he studied the father and he saw the mistakes or something? Watch it, I DJ. There's no mistakes, mistakes here. All right. Yeah, I was moseying on in. Nikki Haley, third party candidate. All right. It is the lightning round next here. The time has come for the final test. Uh, we usually call it the lightning round. All right, the lightning round here. This coming off the fire engine event with Joe Biden yesterday in Philadelphia. Dom Giordano show. It is something fire related or firefighter, real or fictional. By the way, uh, Biden sitting in those chairs, Dan, I 
think I no, I didn't sit in one where there was the fake fireplace. Oh, those those were where we sat uh, in the Oval Office area with uh, Zelensky, Biden and Zelensky and English. This is going to be interesting. Uh, let's go to uh, Ilona in Burlington uh, County, New Jersey. Hey, Ilona, afternoon. What do you have today? Hi, how you doing? Um, Ray Bradbury's uh, Fahrenheit 451. Yes, I uh, love that. Beautifully done. That is a good one. Tom and Marlton. Tom, what's on the docket today? Good afternoon, Tom and Dan. Um, uh, I, I kind of felt bad for him in a way. I remember when he did it, he was kind of shaking. But it was good to see him also doing it. It was uh, Ali lighting the Olympic flame at the Olympics. That was a uh, big moment. I had a lot of antagonism to Mo- toward Muhammad Ali, but, yeah, that was a big moment. Uh, Bill in Bucks County. Bill, what's yours? Well, greetings from Blue Colic, Bucks County. Greetings. What I've got is the Maui-Hawaii fire. Yeah, still a, lot of questions. still a lot of questions about that, without a doubt. Uh, the Earl of Tacconi. Earl, what do you have today? Um, surprisingly, someone just took mine. I was going to say Guy Montag from uh, Fahrenheit 451. So I guess I'm going to have to change my answer, um, which I'm assuming no one would have. Um, how about uh, the crazy world of Arthur Brown and the song Fire? Ooh, okay. I hope you to burn. Very good. On the fly, I knew he was all set. I remember that name, Guy Montag, too, the uh, supervisor of the fires. Yeah. Uh, no one said the Reichstag today, Dan. I was saving that one. When you think of fires and that had cons- that's one of the most consequential fires ever. Sorry, so I can get some Arthur Brown in there for Earl. All right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I like this one, John of Southampton. John, what's <clears throat> yours? Yeah, hi, uh, D- uh, Dom, Dan. T- thanks a lot for taking my call. You're uh, this goes back to the summer of 2020 when all the uh, riots and the looting and the arson was going on uh, with Antifa and so forth. Uh, the classic line from one of the CNN reporters with huge building flames in the background, and he, he, he quips, uh, oh, as you can see, the, uh, uh, the riots are mostly, mostly peaceful. That was Ali Belchi, <laughs> and it's a great answer, MSNBC. I believe you're talking Ali MSNBC, Belchi. okay. Shaved head guy. Yep, very good. I once uh, was made up, Dan. Ali Belchi was in one chair at CNN. I was in the other. Man, they spent a lot of time on his head, I'm telling you. A lot of time there in the makeup room. You see a lot of stuff. Were they fluffing his you, head? Like, well, no, just the amount of powders and stuff going on. And I'm thinking, wow. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of tanning there, yeah, and, and powders and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, so he's the one that said it. Uh, one more, Dave in Wincote on Talk Radio 1210. Hey, Dave. Hey, Don, Earl kind of stole my thunder because I had the song fire, but I had the one with, with Jimmy Hendrix. Oh, all right. On the fly, can you jump back and something else? Nah, nah, I'm not pretty good with that jumping back and reply. <laughs> all right, thank you, Dave. Dan, now that was a weird. Um, Lightning round. Earl jumped by somebody, and then when Earl goes to jump the other guy. All right. I got to say, um, unless you have something over with that call and the peaceful fire thing and the fires of 2020 that we just heard. Really? Pretty... John in Southampton, you like that? Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Okay. There's yeah, some other ones. Like I... something better? 
I like the Mrs. O'Leary's cow. I like yeah, Rescue Me, which is a cult r- like a following yeah. of a television show. Smokey Bear, uh, Big Answer, Meridian, Bankfire. I thought was interesting with Paul and Westchester. But uh, yeah, that was a great call with John, and I, I'd like to encourage him to call more. I thought he was a very uh, good caller. I think he was a new caller. Very good. Yeah, let's go with John on that one. Uh, just so, a reminder, Dom, with our callers, the 2023 Dom Show Caller of the Year Caller of the Year Tournament is currently going on at Dom Show 1210. Please go vote right now. We got two votes open. We have one uh, Robert and Ben Salem taking on Bruce in the Northeast. Bruce in the Northeast with 64 percent of the vote leading right now, and the other one we got going is Leslie and Bryn Mawr versus Gary in Newtown. Leslie with 58.38 percent of the vote. Uh, right closer. Now. Yeah. All right. So uh, of course we have uh, others. We'll be unveiling. Dan's got the. Master sheet here. The full bracket's available, actually, yeah, at Dom Show twelve ten. Beautifully looking bracket. The NCAA ought to be calling. You'll see that at Dom Show twelve ten. So jump in if you uh, hear these great folks who really make the show. Uh, you can do that at any point. All right. So tomorrow, side question probably Taylor Swift's birthday. So we got something worked up on that. So that will be flattering to Taylor Swift. Uh, maybe not so much. Uh, and uh, in addition to that, uh, Jeff Andrew tomorrow, I- I'll leave it to him because he's right on top of every detail of this. You got any number of Republicans who are saying if we don't go forward and reauthorize this 722, which is the operational thing for how we do FISA, warrants on Americans, etc., intelligence gathering, I'm with Van Drew. I think it's going to need a mountain of reform before we ought to sign off. He'll be here tomorrow. I'm not sure if they're voting on it tomorrow or later this week. And we'll uh, update you on a couple of other things he's involved in. Until then, follow on Twitter at DomShow1210. And, uh, Dan, I just sipped a little bit of the smoothie. It was excellent. Good, right? But, you know, this looks like the little water cup you get in a bathroom or something. Is it a smoothie for ants? Yeah. Do you think we ask for a bag? How can you give a full massage, but then the smoothie is for ants? Well, the massage is only like 10 minutes, too. It's like Yeah, but, uh, well, 10 minutes. I want an hour-long massage and a 32-ounce smoothie, please. Yes. I think Greg Stocker ought to get on that. <laughs> uh, bigger smoothies tomorrow. They're going to be here again tomorrow. Dom Giordano. Weekdays, noon till 3. From Talk Radio 1210, WPHD.